You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Happy Sunday morning, and we knew that 2020 was going to bring us something insane before this college football season was over. Am I right? That's right. That's, That's right. right. That's right. All right. Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And this is the Week 15 Recap. It is Sunday, December 13th, and we are... One week away from the college football playoff bowl announcements, all that kind of mess in uh, in Florida. What in the world is happening? Good gracious. Uh, we, we have got a lot to talk about. USC coming back in crazy fashion. Uh, North Carolina just beating the absolute breaks off of Miami. We got all kind of stuff to discuss. Uh, but before we do, go over to winningcureseverything.com. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, that has got everything that you need to know about us, all of our social media platforms, wherever you can watch the show live. We do a live show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We do podcast exclusives right here on this feed on uh, Thursdays and on Sundays. Uh, we do three shows a week for college football gambling content over at sportsbookreview.com. You can find it on YouTube, SBR Picks. Just search that out, and you'll be able to find our shows on Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday mornings. And we are about to do a whole bunch of bowl videos and everything else as soon as we get the official announcements of the matchups. Uh, which, hey, by the way, we still don't have a Frisco Bowl announcement. We that are less start Saturday. Yes, it is Saturday night. We've got SMU playing to be determined. Like they have not announced it yet. That's insane. This is nine a.m. on Sunday morning, and we don't have a, a, a full bowl matchup yet. I'm, I'm just surprised. You know. Like, it's the only one that's that's this close. Now, we have had Coastal Carolina and BYU decide to play each other in, like, three days. So, you know, I guess. But I, my guess Do is... Do you think there's any world in which they've asked teams to try to get uh, that other opponent and teams are just choosing not to, but due to embarrassment, they just don't want to say that? Um, possibly. My guess is they're going to end up getting, like, North Texas to play against SMU. And I think they've already played once this year, but... Uh, uh, wasn't that a game that was supposed to be played, but maybe didn't get played? I do not recall. Um, I feel like I, that was a matchup that we were supposed to get, but we didn't get. I am I am trying to look it up as we speak, and I'm having issues. But either way, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little shocked that we don't have our bowl matchup yet. And it is what it is, you know. <laughs> so we've uh, we've gone through the rundown. Let's let's go ahead and, and fire this thing off, man. Uh, 
you know what we got to start off with the the clog and the fog. Uh, what? what a, listen, <laughs> there are reasons some of these men and when anybody, there are reasons certain people do this for a living. Okay. Yes, there really is. That's did you did you watch the T Bob A Bear video? I did. I oh. Did. He is a. I think that was the video when the kid made the kick. I want to see the video. That was when that was when the Florida player missed it. That was the Florida player because I thought he said he made it. He made it, and I was like, "Oh, they watched the LSU guy make the kick, and they got that excited." I would like to see a missed kick. Oh no, that that was he made it. That was the Florida player missed it because you couldn't see it really until you hear uh, the other guy that was wearing the jersey jump in and say, "He missed it. He missed it." Oh, Oh, that's so fantastic. They were screaming and. I couldn't really hear. I would tell you that I was, it's so weird. Last year was a magical season for an LSU fan. It just, it was magical. And I don't know any other word to describe it. I mean, I remember taking my child at three years old to Disney World. And my mom fussed at me and said, why are you spending all this money? She won't remember it. And I said, mom, you don't understand. It's not for her. This is for me. And we got there, and I saw a person, this little tiny part of me, that really believed in magic. Yes. Saw things they didn't think were real in this world. And 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 I and I tell people that story all the time because I, I'm I'm very much an evangelist for, for Disney World because of how they treat my children. And uh and and last year's football game team with LSU, I just felt was the same way. Like I believed, I believed in something that I didn't think was possible to be real. Okay, twenty nineteen LSU was a de facto Disney World. Yes, yes, <laughs> I believe that. Yes. No, and so <laughs> this year, this year has been about as far a fall. I think we can safely say we've ever seen yes. from any national championship team, much less the team that had the greatest single season in the history of college football. And it, when you have a game like last night where you have no hopes, no prayers, you, you play this game with 49 scholarship kids. They were 23 a, and a half point underdogs at kick. Not a damn one of them outside of the 31 year old punter could buy a pack of smokes today. These kids are not even 18 years old, some of them. Okay? Well, I guess they are all. I did yeah, say exaggeration, yeah, but it doesn't matter. You get the point. But they're not They're, they're not 21, you know? They, no, no, they definitely no, – not a damn one of them can buy a drink. Not a one. And, and to go and to do something like that – When they have been crapped on all yes. week, long, article after article about the disaster, and you just Bo got Pelini beat by Alabama. And Coach, o, and, Coach oh. o and Bo Pelini have, have, and they've deserved a lot of what they've gotten. Their yes. criticism is, I don't use the word it's, deserved. It's warranted. Their criticism has been, has been valid. Okay? Yes, it, it's very warranted. And to pull off what they pulled off last night. And, and Coach O said at the end in the press conference, he said, we, when, when the, when the, when the shoe, Incident happened. He said, we, we needed a break. We needed a break. But yeah. you know what? Sometimes when you get a break, this is, this is like a, like a story about life, you know? Yeah. You got to I mean, take 2020 has been a, been a complete clusterfuck for so many people. And sometimes, sometimes you just need a break. And they, they got that opportunity. So Marco Wilson is the one who threw the shoe. That is the break that we are talking about. Is is the shoe being thrown 
20 yards down the field, according to the referee. That was the craziest referee call I've ever heard in my it. life. I love it so much. He didn't just say he threw the shoe. He no. threw the shoe 20 yards down the field. <laughs> he didn't even have to say he threw the shoe. He could have just said unsportsmanlike conduct. That's against, right. And he said number 11. It was number three. It was Marco Wilson. Yeah, that's um, right. If so, so first off, let's let's tackle it from this because I think we're going to spend a, a majority of our time today on this because uh, there yeah, there were other things that were interesting. Obviously, we're going to attack those as well. But this, there were so many different aspects of of what's going on here. Um, first, so Florida did not play Kyle Pitts in this game, and they said that he couldn't go and practice this week, and they were. They, they figured they needed to sit him out because he couldn't practice, right? Yeah. So it makes you question, okay, like, if this had been anybody else, if this had been Georgia, if this had been uh, the SEC championship game next week, if this had been a game that you needed for the SEC East or that you did not think that you were going to, uh, or, or that you thought that you were going to have to put forth your best effort. If you didn't think you were going to win before you stepped on the field, um, would you have played him? So that's a big uh, question mark, right? All right, now hang on. No, it's not a question mark. It's not a question mark at all. A hundred percent, he plays in in a big rivalry game like Georgia that matters for the East, the only game that mattered for the East, or if if it was for a championship. Yes, yeah, like 100% if, he if plays. they had. But I don't think this is a slight on LSU. I, no. I will tell you that I do think Dan absolutely overlooked this team, yes. and and the rest of this team overlooked them. But but I don't think not playing Kyle Pitts if he was hurt. And if he was already lame duck and you play him in a game where the other team, this game doesn't matter, and he gets hurt because that other team is fighting or whatever and just something crazy happens, and you don't have him for the SEC title game, which could be for the national championship, it, you're you're now the biggest coaching fool on the planet. So it's one of those things where you're, you're a 23-point favorite – you don't play him. I don't think they play him against any team in the country other than Georgia or Alabama in the SEC title game. I mean, maybe so. Maybe I so. don't now, this think is, he would have touched the field against anybody else. This is, this is definitely hyperbole. Like, if they needed this game to win the East, then I think they would have played him, regardless yes, of the opponent. But I think that's okay to not play him. Yeah, and no, I don't no. think that's the arrogance of overlooking LSU. Agreed. There was arrogance. It wasn't in not playing Kyle Pitts. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we we can we can roll with that. Uh, LSU fifty four scholarship players, and and it was forty nine by the start of the game. Yeah, forty nine at that point. Um, lost lost five on the way. Like I don't I don't know how that happens. I have no idea. Or Before no, no, the game it, starts off, we lose five guys. No, it was it was five like during the game, wasn't it? But yeah, oh, yeah but they all happened early. Yeah, it, it was definitely early because by the second half, like. They are really late second quarter. It was it was down to forty nine because they were keeping track of this. Yeah, uh, it was it, before the halftime was up. It was, uh, I mean, yeah, before the second quarter. Here's the thing: they went down. It when Emory went down, we we had one running back left on the roster. Yeah. One one guy had to carry the load the rest of the game, and we don't run the ball well anyway. Our offensive line struggles to get a push and, and any type of real protection. It it was just. It's just heart, man. I mean, it really oh, reminded yeah. me That's of, the, of the coach from the replacements. Of of just, you know, it. this is not a game of talent. This is sometimes, sometimes it comes down to just heart. Yes, the, the interception return for a touchdown was massive, massive early in the game. Because I think, I think that that play gave them uh, a belief oh, that they hope. could actually get this done. 
You know, you you take you come out, you score early, you get a, a little bit of a lead, you get that interception return, you like this whole thing flips to a point of oh, Florida doesn't realize they're in a game. Like they That's they've right. done this so many times against Vanderbilt, against, you know, whoever. They they have come out sloppy in the first half so many times. Right. That they and you've didn't, called that. You've yeah. you've talked about that every week, and I keep saying it doesn't matter because in the second half they just blow people. It, and I thought literally, I was texting you and the boys last night. As soon as they got the lead in the second half, and LSU went three and out, I just thought, all right, this is this is where they tack on, and that that little lead turns to a big lead, and then it turns to another big league, and and then it just then it's over. They this is, this on you is what they we, got so much champion. I mean, so much uh, firepower. This is what we talk about all the time, though. If you keep playing with fire, eventually you will you get, get burned. burned. Like, and it absolutely burned them in this spot. They and it's not like Florida didn't have chances. You know, they. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a 37-34 ball game. It came down to a, a shoot throw and a field goal, and well, That's two right. field goals. So. The, the whole thing was nuts. Uh, Coach O, after the game, talking about li- like the equipment manager loosening the shoe. This guy right. is, for as, as much bad has happened this season. This season, yes. This, this post-game press conference, the way that this game went down, everything about it was absolutely perfect. The grin on his face in that press conference after he asked was asked a question about the shoe just showed he understands the ridiculousness of some of this stuff. And and he I think he has an appreciation for it. But it's also just a huge weight lifted off his shoulders, you know? We oh, yeah. we needed one one win, one big game to go our way, one time. Just and I say this all the time, man. You hear me when I'm watching the games I just just one time give it give me something one time and 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 we can make something with it and and it happened and it's it's so weird to go back to last year and to think and then you see this season this win no, nothing that happened last year got me emotional okay it all made me excited it all made me happy and i was so in love with that team uh, but there was no like last second win. There was no like. No, we beat that. Like, there was beat yeah, the, every yeah. game. We dominated every team, like complete yes. domination. And in this, like a win like this in a season where you have nothing good go in your way, man, it it just it. I don't know. It it got to me last night. Oh yeah, it really did. Well, it because especially like what we just talked about. It was article after article this week. College Game Day basically ran a hit piece on the program. Like, there's all the NCAA stuff. There's, you know, not going to a bowl game and everybody crapping on you for that. There's uh, the the meeting before the season where all the guys, you know, eventually uh, decided to opt out because they didn't feel like they were on the same page with Coach O. And, like, all, all these different things that came out this week. And then your, your best recruit that came in this past offseason – Decides to opt out on like Tuesday, like you just came off of the worst loss to Alabama in in the history of the program, uh, at, at least in the modern history. Because I mean, we're talking like forever back. Uh, all these things are looking like, man, this team doesn't even want to be out there. Uh, let's talk about Max Johnson, man. Twenty one out of thirty six, two hundred thirty nine yards, three touchdowns. He ran the ball eighteen times for fifty two yards. Yeah, uh, this was. A phenomenal performance. T.J. Finley didn't even hit good. the field. No, no, and and 
this was a situation where they gave Finley several starts, several starts, and almost every one of them, Max had to come in at some point in time just to change things up. Uh, I told Max, you last week that I thought Max Johnson was a better quarterback. Yeah, but, uh, but it was just hard to say that because I don't know that we had enough film on it. I, no, because you know. you, everything that we saw was in was in garbage time. But that's right. He just that's looked right. like a a better. Um, he looked like his mechanics were better. He looked like he had more poise. And it's tough to say that against second team backups because every time that's, he's been that's why in, I, that's why I dismissed yeah. all of that is because the other team was in complete prevent defense the rest of the game. Yeah, like they weren't trying and they weren't. It wasn't against a single starter. Like they're not running stunts and blitzes at him. Like. <laughs> you can say he looks good all day long, but I swear to God, if you would have flipped it and you would have let him start those games and let Finley come in the second half or at the, you know, at the end of it for garbage time, we would be saying the exact same thing about Finley. I thought they were cut from the same cloth. Um, I can't, I can't tell you how Finley would have done in this game. I know this Max had an opportunity and he ran with it. He told you. I mean, he played out of his mind. If we get the Ole Miss game, he'll be the starter for the Ole Miss game. Oh, most certainly. Most yeah. certainly. I, and I, I would imagine that they are going to make that game happen because that game is uh, suddenly very interesting. I mean, it, like, yeah. you, you got a chance to go 5-5 five and five, uh, when it looked like you might be sitting at the As seven. much as I want to play that game, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm just so excited to watch this team more. It's so crazy how that happens. I was just I was ready for the season to be over with, and now now I just want more. And I hate that it's at the very end. The SEC really needs to try to get A and M Ole Miss. Yeah, no, I I know that you brought that up last week, and not they really. Do. I mean, now that that it's been missed, like they really need A and M to be playing next weekend. Uh, well, A and M will play Tennessee, and I think A and M would much rather play Tennessee as opposed to uh, well, they would rather play. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter because. As much as we like Ole Miss way better than Tennessee, uh, the FPI probably doesn't matter. Any of the ratings or rankings from a national level, it, it'll all be basically they probably the same. all see Ole Miss and, and Tennessee as the same, which is wrong, uh, patently, definitely wrong. But you, you almost have to be close to the you know to the SEC to to kind of know that and follow that and understand it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely like it, they they look at their ratings about the same, but I think Ole Miss presents a. Uh, a more significant challenge. Oh, A and M will never trail against Tennessee. Yeah, that's I, I agree with that. Well, I don't know, man. Harrison Bailey looked pretty good, but no, no that, that was uh, against Vanderbilt. In, don't talk yourself into that, Gary. <laughs> that was against that was against Vanderbilt. Well, who hey. you did a you did a five minute soliloquy on how that team has quit. Okay, you they, can't back they, out of that now. They showed up in that game for for they a did little not bit. Show up. They didn't show up. I, I'm Tennessee's just, saying, just bad. They scored Tennessee's, 17 points. They busted my uh, my under. <laughs> Tennessee's just bad at football. They they definitely are that. Uh, I I will I will say that. But uh, the quarterback situation did look better in this game than it has all season long. So, uh, but but staying on this Florida thing. Um, so this is a perfect example of why. The ACC deciding to cancel Clemson and Notre Dame's games, and uh, and with uh, the the Big Ten, you know, putting in a five and O Ohio State team into their championship game, yep, is just a complete farce. Yep. It's a joke. That, so these so, games so matter. People, so many people last night were like, "Oh, that hurts A and M. That hurts A and M because this is their big win. Doesn't matter anymore." And I thought, if that's how you see this argument. I can't, we can't have an intelligent conversation about what's right and wrong in this sport. I literally see this as the definition of why you can let Ohio State into the Big Ten title game. I don't care what you do as a conference. 
as a national panel to do what's best for the whole of college football, you cannot allow Ohio State with six games into the national championship when everybody else will have played double-digit games. Yes. Because I don't care if they would be 25-point favorites against them all. You can't predict the outcome. While the loss to Michigan wouldn't have taken them out of the Big Ten title game, so it's okay to let them in the Big Ten title game and change the rules, a loss to Michigan, which we don't think would have happened, but you can't predict these things, would have 100% taken them out of the national championship game. And that's what we have to think about is – the reason you have to play the number of games that you have to play is because anybody can show up on Saturdays and look bad and the other team look good and you just get caught. Yes, that's 100% what this is. Uh, the ACC taking away a Notre Dame trip to Wake Forest and a Clemson trip to Florida State. Uh, I mean, it, it cost them two opportunities. One, to put, put more game film out there, whatever. Uh, yes, we can say that we would have thought that, that they would handle those teams easily. And and they likely would have. But we also thought that Florida was going to handle LSU. Kyle, right. Kyle Trask basically had the Heisman Trophy wrapped up. And then last night, he do, he goes 29 out of 47, 474 yards, which is impressive with two touchdowns. But he threw two I massive interceptions. And it, one, one of them cost him the game. I mean, yep. it was just it, that these, these data points matter. When you put yourself they, out there, it matters. They 100% do. And here's the thing. Let's let's say you play a game, and let's say you have what happened to Auburn or Arkansas in the Auburn game happened to you, and the ref takes a game from you. That happens, and that has to be taken account for. Now, we don't foresee that ever happening to Ohio State because they get every call every time. But even if you play a game you're supposed to beat, and it's closer than it's supposed to be. And you're actually on the path to try to win that game, but the refs bumble some call. That's bad luck that happens in these games. And guess what? That Bad calls have taken people out of the chance to play for a playoff. It's just a part of life. Bad luck happens. Let's say you have an injury in the middle of the game, and it it it's why you have to play the games. It's why at six and zero, you're just not allowed. U.S. last night, oh my God, ESPN was pumping this USC FPI bullcrap down people's throats. How yeah, how did, like how the, did that the switch? What like, in <laughs> the world are we doing? ESPN, are you kidding me? You're talking about a team that's going to have five games. That's well. They'll have six after. They'll the, have six. They have yeah. five. Are you? They they have five the same that Ohio State has. Are we literally gonna gonna put Ohio State and UCF USC in the same conversation with Alabama and Notre Dame? Are we really having this conversation? They, we can't they are speaking to yeah. if we're that far apart on on what you and I think is right and what the people who run this sport think is right. We can't. Come together. I mean, this is literally politics in America to where both sides are so we're so far apart. We can't find common ground. We can't find a compromise that makes us both happy because what you think is right and what we think is right are so far apart, so far removed from one another that it's impossible to come together. I can't, I can't see how anybody with any kind of brain whatsoever can look at what 
USC's resume is and say they belong in the conversation. Uh, they they don't. They don't have a massive win at all. They, but and they're not they're, going to. But they're quote unquote. They're going to beat another four and one team. Also, so, well, by the way, three three and one. Three and one. Because Holy they shit. the Pac-12 announced last night that Washington is going to is be the, in, <laughs> which is insane. They cancel a game against Oregon, and but we'll talk about that with the Pac-12 stuff. Uh, yeah, everybody talking about Dan Mullen whining after the game when in his quote basically was uh, was hey you know we, we probably shouldn't have played this game because right. you know everybody else is getting rewarded for not playing. So so Gary, you, you know, said this by the way. You said that 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 if you were the the SEC commissioner, if you were Greg Sankey, you would have called Arkansas and you'd have called LSU and said it's off. It's yeah. off. These two teams should have a bye week before their SEC title game. Yes. And if that happens, we live in a different world tomorrow than we do today. Yeah. I mean, it's completely different. We we are looking at CFP play, uh, playoff rankings that are identical to what they were uh, last week. I mean, it, it's yeah. the same thing because it, nothing, it, nothing changes. It, this it's, is why it's crazy. playing games has to matter. It's why playing games have to matter. Yes, it most certainly does. It, everybody that that was laughing at Dan Mullen about uh, you you lost to a three and five LSU team at home like you don't deserve to be in and blah 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 blah. It's like okay, but but does Ohio State deserve to be in if they didn't play? Does yeah. USC deserve to be in if they didn't play? Does Does Notre Dame and Clemson deserve to be in if they didn't play? Like. That's and it, obviously Notre Dame and Clemson have played more games. We get sure. that. Uh, I feel better about the prospects of them being in as opposed to an Ohio State or a USC or whatever. But like, you have to play. You have to play games because it, it, look, Alabama plays Arkansas yesterday. Their leading tackler on the season, Christian Harris, the line, the inside linebacker, goes out on the first play of the game with a shoulder injury. They don't know if he's going to play next week. The games matter. Like playing a football game matters, regardless of if it's a fifty-two to three win or whatever. It doesn't matter. You, all 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 college football wants is for Phil Steele to make an article, to make a to make a book, to write a book in August, and then and then the top four or five teams, six of those teams play in some combination of a playoff at the end of the year. That's all college football ever wants, every time. And, and this is not a knock on Phil Still. That dude puts in more work and has forgotten more about how the game is played than I'll ever know in my life. This is not a knock on him. It's a knock on the people that run the sport. Yes. They don't care about the outcome of these games. They have in their mind before the season starts what the matchup should be, and all they want is to get those matchups at the end of the year. Well, they, they'll care about this, uh, this Florida LSU game because they will absolutely dock Florida for it. Even though Florida went out and played, and play, you know, it was yeah, a, but Florida wasn't supposed to be one of those teams at the beginning of the season, Gary. Nah, it was true. supposed to be Georgia, remember? Oh yeah, no, I know, I do remember they, that. They, 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 Florida, quote unquote, didn't belong before the, they they were a top ten team, but that is a far cry from top ten to top four. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so let's let's close this up with uh with this. Florida had three turnovers, and it was they they just played. Ugly the whole ball game. Mm-hmm. They outgained LSU six hundred nine total yards to four eighteen, uh, four hundred seventy four yards passing, one hundred thirty five rushing. Look, the rushing difference five point two yards per carry for Florida on twenty six carries. LSU ran the ball fifty times in this game for three point six yards per carry, only one hundred seventy nine yards rushing. So if you look at the stats and you just look at like Florida completely outgained them and blah 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 blah. 
The, the three turnovers is the biggest difference. Uh, according to college football data, the team metrics, the post-game win expectancy that I always talk about, LSU 68%. This was not fluky. This was it, it, the, You can call the turnovers, whatever you want them. Um, the points per opportunity, LSU had 3.86 points per opportunity. Florida only 2.7. Florida had their chances, and they didn't capitalize. Like, that young period. LSU defense deserves so much credit. We yes. knew that they were all four stars. We knew that they had talent. We knew it. They just were so young. Hey, if you're Dan Mullen, what what do you do with Marco Wilson? I mean, he's a senior, so you don't have to do shit with him. I know, but like, I just, I just, I'm just curious. I mean, what are you talking about? Do you shoot like, him? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <Jesus. laughs> I, mean, I mean, Nick that would. Is, that is Nick, one Nick of the, would he would he would be he would be found on the side of the road and we'd all talk about how tragic this was and the, we got to find the bad guy. The craziest thing about this is that he had an opportunity to not throw the shoe. Like it, this was not an immediate. No, like, he went and picked it up. Yeah, he went and picked it up and thought about it for a second and then chunked it. Like, what did you think uh, was going to happen? Uh, like, listen, I don't. I I try. You 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 understand my my thoughts on these things in the heat of a game. Even if it's he, it was moments and he had time to think about it. These guys are young. They're full of fire. Like like I I give people a pass because I say some heinous horse shit sometimes. And and I when I was young and stupid, I did young and dumb things to, you know, far more than I do now. Thankfully, but it, it's just. I'd give guys a pass at some point in time. He's going to regret it. He's going to, it's, it's going to be on his resume the rest of his life. Oh yeah. So, so there's nothing Dan can do to him to make him feel worse about it. No, I mean, you're, you're hundred percent right about that, but man, that's, that's I think the guy's a knucklehead. I think the guy's a moron, but he doesn't need my fat ass to tell him that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I, I mean, he, he's probably feeling pretty horrible right now. Now you're, you're right about that. All right, we, we spent a while on that one. Let's move into what else happened in the world. And uh, the cardiac Trojans do it again. <sighs> USC comes back. They shock UCLA 43 to 38. Um, USC, of course, moving into the Pac-12 title game against Washington. We'll talk more about Washington when we get into our our uh, you know conference wrap-ups and whatnot. But uh, this game was absolutely insane, just insane. Uh, UCLA looked like they had this in hand multiple times. Uh, they go down. I mean, they were up fairly big, and then they go down and score a field goal with less than a minute left, and and then USC just like. Takes it right down the field, and and well, they have like a fifty-something yard kick return. Yeah, and I don't understand at all. It looked like UCLA wasn't even trying to tackle the guy at all. No, it it was. It looked like it was the last play of the game. Yeah, like it, it just. I, they I just don't, don't let him score, and and we win. Yeah, it was so strange. Now, first off, uh, uh, just on in aesthetics, uh, we'll look at aesthetics. Uh, it, I, I got to tell you. This is a beautiful uniform game. This is a, <laughs> it just pops off that screen. It's so gorgeous. The Rose Bowl, even at night, is a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, so, letting, so letting both teams get back to playing in their in their home uniform, is, home jerseys. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's it, there's little things about college sports, college football that I love so much about it. It it it's why I get so fired up about the the inadequacies of the sport is because they take something that 
I'm absolutely head over heels in love with and they bastardize it. And that that's painful. You know, if I didn't give a shit, then, then I wouldn't care. And it, none of this stuff would matter. But when I see both teams wearing those uniforms, both teams getting home uniforms in this game in the Rose bowl, I just think, you know, this is, this is why we love this sport. Oh yes. Uh, we both had UCLA plus three. We both had money on it. Um, UCLA was up 21 to 10 at the half. They come out in the second uh, second half and immediately go down the field. Seven plays, 75 yards. They go up 28 to 10, and you think, okay, like uh, this, this might be uh, – UCLA might just be better than them. Like they, yep. this might be what's going on here. And, I mean, credit to USC. They come back. They make it 28-17. They make it 28-23. And then at the end of the third quarter, UCLA takes it right back down the field again on one play, 69 yards, and they make it 35-23. And you're thinking, okay, like this is – UCLA is going to handle this. Like even right. though USC tried to make this thing close, UCLA is going to have an answer every time. And in the fourth quarter, USC comes right back out and scores two touchdowns. In, in like the first seven minutes of the uh, of the fourth quarter to make it 36-35 USC. And then UCLA gets the ball back. They take it down the field. They kick a 43-yard field goal with 52 seconds left. And, and from there, they get the big kickoff return in two plays, 43 yards, 36 seconds. They score a touchdown with 16 seconds left in the game to cover the three. Like, they didn't just set up for a field goal. That, that's props to Clay Helton for that, by the way, because there are so many coaches out there oh. that would have just sat on the ball and waited and and given themselves an opportunity at a field goal instead of just going out and winning the damn game. And that makes you and I sick, right? Like, we, when, we when watch we see this it. happen oh, yeah. every week, and it just disgusts us. That, well, it, it, it's disgusting in the NFL. It is disgusting. They, they just quit playing football. You yes. just quit playing the game. This is not how the game was designed to be settling for field goals. And, oh, so it, it, as much as it ripped my heart out because I came into Saturday 2-0 and to start the week, and I – Finished with two wins on the week. Uh, it, it, I, you and I both, uh, we have faltered. I mean, I <laughs> at went the end of the season. six Saturday. We we have uh, we have not done well uh, the past few weeks. I will say that you you had several three and four weeks in a row, and and I'm at a point yeah. where I like I I won three games this week, but but I bet like eleven games or or ten. No no no, I bet nine games. I bet nine games. Yeah. So I went three and six. Uh, so that's better than to, like two and two seven, and six. you know. Uh, it, it we we faltered down the stretch, and, and I it's, lost all of them. Not that I ever care about this, all of them by hooks. Oh yeah, by hooks. Yeah, it, it's insane. Boise State by a damn hook. The, the Mizzou game, I got my ass kicked. That's fine, but the rest of them were all by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Yeah, it was it was just ridiculous. But this this USC game. Uh, so we we talked during the Florida breakdown about the ESPN playoff predictor uh, jumping USC up to, what, 49% chance to make the playoff now? Oh, my God. Like, what? I just, are, when I saw that last night on the graphics, I wanted to throw up. What world are we even living in right now? I don't this know. Is, this is uh, you, uh, excuse me, USC's schedule as it sits right now. A, a one-point win over Arizona State. A four-point win over a trash Arizona team that just fired their coach. Yes, a 16-point win at Utah. That looks better now, obviously. 
Uh, but Utah, it's not like that's Utah's only loss. Like <laughs> Utah's just like a run of the mill team. Uh, Washington State, they beat up on them thirty eight to thirteen and looked good. Washington doing State's it. got two, three games after that. They uh, played three games total or uh, five games total, four games total. Uh, Washington State's record is sitting at one and two. Yeah, so that three three so games you, total. You are one of two teams that beat them, and that's it. And they've only beaten one other team. So they're a two-loss team. They're just like Florida. They just didn't play enough games. That's got to be what it is. That's got to right? be it. And then, of course, they beat uh, UCLA last night, who UCLA, uh, for all the goodwill that we've talked about, they have looked better. Uh, yes. UCLA is 3-3. Three and three. You know, yeah. that's a, yeah. they, they lost to Colorado. They lost at Oregon, and now they've lost to USC. So this is not exactly a world beater that you went out and, and took care of. I don't know, I don't know what the, the ESPN playoff predictor, like we can laugh at this, formula all so, we want to. somebody but. told a math nerd we got to get the pac 12 in this thing because they're they're getting their feelings hurt or at least in the that, conversation right yeah that, yeah that, yeah not in the thing but yes in the in the we have to talk about them more because if we don't they're going to get their feelings hurt and not feel important and they are one of the power five and however will we ever keep up this charade of of who belongs and who doesn't if we don't talk about the power five or the pac 12 because the ACC under the AAC and uh, the Sun Belt are just far better than them. Yeah, I I think I would agree with that. I mean, so it's, we it's, we have to insane. find a way to keep this charade up, right? Like this is all smoke and mirrors. Well, you just uh, you got to try and make everybody happy. You know, whatever you got to do, it, uh, it's so ridiculous, just yeah. un unreal, unreal. Uh, UCLA outgained USC five forty nine to four forty four. Uh, they had more rushing yards. They had more passing yards. They, I mean, it was just. <laughs> now, the biggest thing was UCLA had three turnovers, and USC only had two. Um, so you give you give USC one more opportunity, and and that's what cost you. But uh, just just ridiculous. Like it was a fantastic football game. But let, let's not talk about these guys being playoff contenders here. Um, moving on, let's talk about the ACC right quick. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And, dude, uh... You called this North Carolina, 554 rushing yards. They destroyed Miami. Uh, it was 62 to 26, a final score. Miami, definitely fraudulent. Um, it, the funny part about this was Mac Brown, when he was at Texas, fired defensive coordinator Manny Diaz when BYU put up 550 rushing yards on them. And now, he came back with North Carolina, who they have a, a pretty good aerial assault, right? Like, I, I mean, we're 
I think what have I been that. begging? What have I been begging Mac Brown to do all damn year and all these games where I keep betting North Carolina and they keep not covering? You tell him to run the damn ball. This team can run the ball on anybody. I've said that all year long. There's not an ACC team not named Notre Dame that they can't run it on. I watch these games. I know they can because I see how successful they are when they try to. It's so infuriating that he finally is like, last game of the season, I I think I'm going to try to run the ball. And, (laughs) oh, imagine that. We put up almost 600 yards of rushing on them. This was uh this was Sam Howell's lowest passing yardage or uh, sorry lowest passing attempts game on the season. Do you think that UNC tried just to get Sam in the Heisman co- uh, conversation, and that's why they played the way they played all year? Because if they played this way, they're a one loss football team. I mean, maybe they lose that Notre Dame game, and that's it. I so I will say this: uh, they lost to they Notre Dame. And and they've come out the last two weeks and thrown the ball twenty three times and nineteen times. He only threw it nineteen times against Miami. Fourteen out of nineteen, two hundred twenty three yards. He had one touchdown. Um, you know, in other games against you know, obviously they needed every last you know yard and point against uh, Wake Forest. They won that one fifty nine to fifty three. He he was thirty two out of forty five for five hundred fifty yards with six touchdowns. Um, you know, I, I think that they could have have dominated Florida State. Because they threw it 36 times against Florida State. Like, now that yes. one got a little out of hand early, and they, they felt like they probably needed to throw it to get back in it, but I don't think they did. Like I No, I, I don't either. This Look, Michael Carter, 24 carries for 308 yards with two touchdowns. Javante Williams, who was just a freaking wrecking ball, uh, 23 carries, 236 yards, and three touchdowns. That is absurd. That Those numbers yeah. are crazy. Yes, yes, yes. I just, I, hell, I had that Florida State game. I had Florida State on the money line, and I was really proud of it. He could have taken it from me. He absolutely could have taken it from me if he had any brains whatsoever or control over his OC. I mean, it, it th- that game was just insane. I, anyway, I did not see that this game. This game, I've been saying forever, Miami is nothing, nothing but a prop to keep Clemson, because that's the only good win Clemson has on their whole resume right now. They, they have one good win, and it's against a fraudulent Miami football team. But we got to prop them up. We got to keep them in the top ten. We got we need them to stay a one-loss team so we can artificially tell people how great they are when they're just trash. And we were at halftime of this game, and I said, uh, can we finally take them out of not just the top ten, can we take them out of the top 25? Because Miami no longer has a good win on their resume at all. You're, you're correct. You are correct about that. Uh, look, here is Clemson's schedule, by the way. Wake Forest, Citadel, Virginia, Miami, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Boston College, uh, the loss to Notre Dame, Pitt, Virginia Tech, and that's it. Like Boston it, College the best team they played uh, outside or, of Notre Dame. Or the maybe, best win they have is against BC, right? Yeah, I mean, looking at everybody else, uh, Virginia, uh, they don't have a winning record. Wake Forest nope. does not have a winning record. Um, we know how bad Vatek is of a football team. Everybody else, uh, hey, maybe maybe Pitt because uh, Pitt had Kenny Pickett back. Yep. I'm okay. I'll give you that. I forgot. I forgot you hurt. You said Pitt. I didn't think that. Yeah. Pitt, and then I, and then of course the win at Virginia Tech last week, uh, where they they dominated the second half, but they didn't look good in the first half. Um, they didn't look good, but know. that's not a good Virginia Tech team. I mean, yeah, Virginia Tech, like, they, they, 
they won against Virginia, and that put them at five and six on the season. So that game, <laughs> that game against Virginia is exactly what I said in our in our uh, in our closing lines. Thing. Oh yeah, no, it, it went exactly the Identical. way that you were talking about. It, I think Virginia Tech is not a good football team. Don't get me wrong. But if they play their best football, which I think in rivalry games teams, teams tend to do, they are a lot better than Virginia. We just yes. don't expect them to play their best football, and they did. And they did. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Coastal Carolina right quick. Uh, we won't spend long on this, but, man, what a fantastic ball game. Did you watch the end of this game? Coach Jamie giving us some heart attacks over here. Come hey, on, man. I, Listen, I, I don't take you. care of myself too well. All, you can't do that to me, Coach. All week long, I told you about this. I know, I, said, I know. This and is, I talked you. I talked you in the coastal. I talked you in the bottom. Yeah, I, I lost my bet on them, but that's okay. That, that's, like my, they, that's my fault. That's my fault. I woke up and I said, "This team hasn't hasn't blown a cover against anybody all year. They've kicked the shit out of everybody. They're going to finish this season kicking the shit out of everybody." It was a great game. It's great. Well, great. It was a great finish. I didn't watch most of the game. I watched a lot. It was. Of it was very back and forth. I will say that. Uh, it, it was. You know. Yes, coastal got up early. But by halftime, this thing was twenty-one to sixteen. Uh, Coastal comes out and they they score in the third quarter, make it twenty-eight to sixteen. But then Troy comes back and scores, makes it twenty-eight to twenty-three. Uh, you know, Grayson McCall scores with five minutes left in the fourth. Like this was a fourth quarter ball game. It was absolutely insane. Um, Coastal scores to make it thirty-five twenty-three with five minutes left. Then Troy comes down and scores to make it thirty-five to thirty. Troy gets the ball back. And I comes back down the, the field. Uh, it it was absolutely insane. That uh, was the most surprising thing to me that Troy was able to get the ball back. Coastal gave up that drive. That's oh yeah. I mean, it, well, they, it was it was three plays, two yards, and they threw an interception in seventeen yeah. seconds. Like they I mean, couldn't just, even that's run clock. Just the most non-coastal thing all year, though, right? Oh, it definitely. Like, they protect the football. They play smart. They play. They don't beat themselves. It's why they've been in the situation that they've been in. And the fact that they gave that football up right there, I thought, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. This is not how the season's going to end. And they, so when they give that football back, seven plays, 40 yards in a minute 11 for Troy. They come right down the field. They score. They get the two-point conversion. They make it 38-35. And you're thinking, all right, well, we just got to get into field goal range, right? Yep. That ain't how they play it. Hell like, no. I, this is it's another like, example of a coach that's playing for the win as opposed to playing for a field goal. Like yep. this, so this touchdown drive was five plays, seventy-five yards in forty-five seconds. And let me let me take you through the drive. Yes, sir. You get the fair catch, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have Grayson McCall pass for twenty-seven yards to the Troy forty-eight. Yep. Then you have Grayson McCall pass for five yards to the Troy forty-three. You have Grayson McCall run for four yards to the 39. You have Grayson McCall pass for 16 yards to the Troy 23. So that is sitting with uh, about 40-some-odd seconds left, whatever it is. And you're sitting there with with 40-something seconds left, and you've got – you're already in field goal range. Yeah. Like, you now at that point, you're playing for a tie if you go for the field goal, but you're also in, in risk management mode, right? Correct. Like, we don't want you to don't do want anything to turn stupid. the ball over. Instead, they come out and Grayson McCall throws a 23-yard touchdown pass on the next play. Just a dagger. <laughs> Just a dagger, man. The, the kid's a true freshman. The kid has so stuff. You know, this is the thing that sucks. Like, we, we, we love Jamie, right? We love Coach Jamie. And 
and I, he's holding a lottery ticket. He's, he has to cash that ticket. He owes it to his family. He owes it to, 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 to his legacy and what he's doing to, t- to cash that ticket. I, I, I don't want to just destroy the entire coastal Carolina program, but I kind of hope we can get a, a, a transfer situation for him and McCall to stay together. Oh, it'd be nice. I mean, they are, I, he runs that <laughs> offense perfectly. He, he, he really, I almost, I almost made like a, like a crazy hyperbole. Like, like they're, they're Paul and George, man. Like they, they, they these two guys are, are the Beatles. They're they, rock they stars. certainly are in Myrtle Beach. I will say that. I will say that in, in Myrtle Beach, they are the Beatles. <laughs> they're amazing. They, they're it, just so good together. They trust one another. You can't have a drive like that if you don't trust your quarterback. Oh, and your quarterback can't execute like that if he doesn't trust his coach to, I to kind of believe in him a little. You know what I'm saying? Well, when when I had him on the show, I brought up. I said, "When did you think that you had a special football team?" I said, "Was it was it just when Grayson McCall stepped on the field for the first time, or or was it something different?" He he started laughing. He said, "Yeah, he's he's pretty good." And he like, <laughs> like yeah. yes, he's incredible. Like he's and and it's not just him. Obviously, no. they've got a really good defense, even though it didn't really show up in this game. Uh, they, this is a fantastic, well-coached, fun football team. Like what he is, what he has built is, is miraculous. It really is. Coastal Carolina should not be 11 and 0. They are the first 11 and 0 team. Like this no. is crazy. You're right. You're and right. They, are, they should not be. They are so much fun to watch. This offense, yes. everything about this, this team is so much fun and they get after it, man. That, that team believes in each other. They are yep. awesome. The culture that was built there by uh, Joe Maglio. Maglio. I'm saying that wrong. I know I am. But either way, the, the, the guy that was... The coach uh, before him. Well, he was the coach before, but he was the guy that worked at TD Ameritrade. Like, yes. he was he was the CEO of this uh, Fortune 500 company, and he quit his job and went and was a volunteer coach for Nebraska and then took over Coastal Carolina while they were still an FCS team and moved yep. them up to FBS. And now yes. they're an 11-0 team like five years later. That's right. I mean, this is this is absolutely insane. pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Oh, it's so much fun. So much fun. All Only right. in college football can you have these stories, and and we have a lot of people that are invested in keeping these these guys down. Agreed. Agreed. That's that's, that's the problem that we have with this. You no, know, every story that we talk about will always come back to the we we have to break the chains of the of the those who belong and those who don't. I, I am firmly in the camp, by the way. So I it, I started doing some numbers early last week and, and started looking at, you know, the strength of record and, and mm-hmm. who have they beaten and blah, 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 blah. I am in the camp that Coastal deserves the New Year's Six bid over Cincinnati. I I think you're I think you're right. I have been I have been the my only my only struggle, and this is where I am now becoming the thing that I hate. And that is, I have fought so hard and so long for the American to be seen as a Power Six conference. It's not a Power Five. They are better, definitively better than the Big 12. They are definitively better than the Pac-12. They are not just a Power Six team. If if we only had a Power Four, they would be in over the others. Um, and and now, because of the success that the Sun Belt has had, you're, you're asking me to, to give up the fight that I've been fighting for the American for this new conference and and it's not like they this- are just as deserving they from what they've done on the field this year absolutely just as deserving i i just 
I need the American to start getting the, the accolades it deserve. Agreed. I, We're I'm only going to break this thing brick by brick, but but you're right. Wait, you're they, 100% I'll tell right. you this. Wait, they deserve to have both in. Like Cincinnati well, yes. deserves to be in, but here's the thing. And not Coastal, to play against one another. Let, right. No, no, no. We don't want that. We don't want that. We no, want to play against no, big let boys. them both in. Let them play a big boy, and let's see how – let's get them in there. Let's let them mix it up. So Coastal is sitting at 11-0. Cincinnati is 8-0. and um, Cincinnati has no wins over current top 25 teams, and Coastal has two. And they get to play another one. They're playing Louisiana again. Louisiana. On right. Saturday, so if they beat Louisiana, they will be twelve and zero with three top twenty. Now they'll probably bounce Louisiana, even though I was just about to say like, the problem with this is is if they beat Louisiana, which they have to beat them to keep going forward. If they beat Louisiana, Louisiana now is downgraded in their ranking because of the extra loss, even though it's the it's a loss to the a team that has a seventeen point win against a number seven team in the country, which is just insane. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I just, uh, you know, there's all these different metrics that you can look at. Coastal, I think, like, I, if if I lined them up today, yep. I would think that Cincinnati would win the game. But we well, can't Well, they would that. be favored, but we've learned very quickly that just because you're favored over somebody doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. You are right about Coach, that. Coach Jamie taught us that last week, and uh, Coach O taught us that this week. You are correct, my friend. All right, let's uh, let's move on from there. Army-Navy was yesterday. There wasn't a lot to discuss about this. I wanted to make it a big topic because, obviously, Army-Navy, big-time matchup. You know, it, it's just a big thing. The The fog bowl that this was uh, actually made it look a little cooler to me. Like I thought I, so. I, I thought the, the presentation was insanely well done. I thought college game day from there was insanely well done. I I love this matchup every year. Yes. I mean, it's just always a lot of fun, even though it's just a, a slog in the mud, man. It's just, you know, it, it's, hey, it's me, messy. Let me ask you a question, and this is has nothing to do with this game. How hard, when I say hard, I'm talking about money. What do you think it costs to get a ticket to this game once the world opens back up? Um, You can get tickets. Like you, you can go on Ticketmaster before the season starts and and get tickets. Uh, but it. But we're talking a couple hundred bucks. Or are we talking? You're getting into low four figures. No, 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 no. It's like hundreds. Like it's in the hundreds. Uh, because this is something I would like to do. It is. Yeah, it, I would you too. Can, and I would and I would pay a couple hundred bucks for this ticket, knowing that I got to spend a couple hundred bucks to fly, and I got to spend a couple hundred bucks on on, on hotel, hotel. Yeah. and stuff. But I would I would pay I would pay a a good amount of money for a trip to do this. I'm telling you, 2020 has done a couple of things. It's crushed a lot of people. For me, thankfully, it hasn't crushed me um, financially, but it, but it, but it, it's been really hard emotionally on me. I haven't, I'm just not an emotionally strong person. And, uh, and, and I've just made up my mind that when the world opens back up, I'm out, man. I am, I am out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm going and doing all the things I've wanted to do for a yeah. long time. That is one thing about this pandemic is, uh, you see all these things that you've always talked about doing, and that uh, I just never made sense to do it right now. Well, we'll just yeah, get to it later. There's never a good time to do anything, and you know what? Just, and then it gets taken away, and it's like, just fucking do it. Like, oh, I should have done that shit a long time ago. Like, uh, right. okay, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start doing it. And so I, I, in the next two to three years, I'm going to try to see if I can find a ticket to this game. Now that that makes sense. It would be well worth it. Um, this game was as ugly. And horrific as you would possibly imagine. Yep. Uh, 
28 passing yards for Army in this game. They were one for one with one completion. <laughs> 28 yards. Uh, Navy threw the ball seven times. They completed one pass for nine yards. Uh, I don't know how anybody could have seen to even catch the ball. Like it, we, we got two completions, which was surprising. Um, but total yardage on this game, Army 162 and Navy 117. Navy was 1 of 11 on third down. They were 0 of 2 on fourth down. Um, and they had a shot there uh, to get into the end zone at one point. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And they they were on, like, the one inch foot line. line a couple of times. Yeah. And could not it, get in. Nope. It's it, absolutely insane. So I props, do like that they went for it, and they never kicked a field goal. Oh, yeah. Now, props to uh, props to Navy, props to Army for uh, for giving us something entertaining to to keep on. I I had it on my second screen. Obviously, yeah. I was watching uh, Iowa Wisconsin for a large portion of that afternoon, and I mean that game. Actually, you know, let, let's go ahead and, and move into that one right quick. Okay. Um, Iowa just beat the absolute mess out of Wisconsin. Yes, uh, sir. Twenty twenty eight to seven was was the final score, and man. I so my first question was this: Did COVID ruin Wisconsin? Now they came back after two weeks off and they throttled Michigan, but they never looked the same after that game. They had multiple more bouts of it. They had other guys that were out, but they didn't set out any more games. Um, they have not looked good against any of the the good teams that they have played. Do you think that that's what caused this, or were they just kind of frauds at the beginning and they beat up on weaker competition to begin with? Um, can I can I take both? I think there's yeah. a touch of both in this. Yeah, I don't I think, think it, they were as good as we thought they were after week one, obviously. But I also don't think they're this bad either. It, I mean it. It's tough to. It's tough to point it. To to Mertz, one thing, Mertz like, obviously is not the Heisman th- guy that we thought he was. He was after the first week, but he's he's. I'm I'm going to guarantee guarantee you that he's not this bad either. If if we had talked more about this game beforehand, I would have I I could have told you that things were not going to go well for Wisconsin if Graham Mertz had to throw the ball 38 times. Yes, sir. Um, Wisconsin ran the ball 33 times for a total of 56 yards. Yeah, not when Wisconsin can't run the ball, they can't win. Yeah, and and if if Graham Mertz is throwing it, uh, damn near 40 times in a ball game. Yeah, that means can't, that things have not gone well. Can't win. Yeah, can't it, can't win that game. Iowa ran it 32 times for 127. That's four yards a carry. Uh, Wisconsin was only 1.7 yards per carry. Um, you know, Graham Mertz, 20 out of 38, 169 yards. He threw one pick, no touchdowns. Uh, Spencer Petras for Iowa, 14 out of 25, 211 yards, two touchdowns. You know, uh, this this Tyler Goodson kid for Iowa, 11 carries, 106 yards, one touchdown. Like, he, he it, that was all basically on one play. He had an 80-yard yes. run. I, I but, was just about to say, yeah, let's let's be careful when we he, look at but he's yards got some, per rush. He's got some of that uh, that breakaway speed, man. Like he he is explosive, and that's what and he's, he's done been all great year. all year. By the way, oh, like yeah. this is not like his breakout game. Actually, I mean he's played really well. No, he's been fantastic. Uh, Iowa. So this led to a a Tom Fornelli tweet. The guy over at CBS. Uh, I'd love to sit and talk to Tom Fornelli at some point. He's a big. By the way, I will preface it with this. I listen to the Cover Three podcast, and he's on there. He is an Illinois guy. Like, he's always been an Illinois guy. That's how he started with this, is he started writing about Illinois football 
He's from Chicago. Like, that's his thing. So he came out and said, you know, no offense or no disrespect intended, whatever, but I think right now Iowa is the best team in the Big Ten West, even over Northwestern. And, yes, I know that Northwestern beat Iowa and whatnot, but I think Iowa's a better team right now. Um, And so, of course, everybody jumping in his mentions was like, oh, if there was only a way for us to figure this out, hmm, maybe if they played. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, Northwestern already beat them. But, honestly, that was the second game of the year. Iowa was still figuring things out on offense, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't only that. It was that uh, had Northwestern not turned the football over, they would have demolished I was just about to say, you take away the first quarter of that game. Yeah, and it, it and was that's a, an ass. Yeah, it was like a it's no longer a one point game. It is complete destruction. Yes, it was fantastic, fantastic. And I I do wonder though, um, I do wonder about this because Iowa has been playing insanely well. Uh, Northwestern has kind of just gotten through it. Obviously, they they wrapped up the Big Ten West pretty early. Um, Iowa has since the first two losses. They have not missed another game. They are 6-2. and two. Like, nobody has canceled on them. And they have come out and they have beaten everybody uh, like a drum, basically, except for Nebraska. Which, <laughs> by the way, one of the bets that I made was on them for that. And I that was one that I lost. So, uh, But they, they beat Michigan State 49-7. to They beat Minnesota 35-7. to They beat Penn State 41-21. They beat Nebraska 26-20. They beat Illinois 35-21. And then they beat Wisconsin 28-7. They handled teams. I don't think Fornelli is necessarily wrong here, um, but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything because I, like Northwestern obviously deserves it, and I think Northwestern would still give them a hell of a game. So like I I, I do think Iowa, in whatever world, could be a better team than Northwestern as we sit right now. But obviously that doesn't matter. The whole season has to matter. So you uh, do you agree with that or or? I think this is a guy that's made a career off of taking pop shots at Northwestern because he's an Illinois guy. Well, yes. I think that's what it is. Now, I, I would like to address a couple of things about this, by the way. Um, I'm sick of people oh, with, you know, no disrespect, but no, <laughs> own that shit. Own it. I come on here all the time, and I disrespect the hell out of teams. And at no point in time do I ever say, and no disrespect, you say it all the time, we don't mean disrespect. And then I literally follow up your statement by, no, Gary doesn't mean any disrespect. Chris means a lot of disrespect. (laughs) Since when is it like the cardinal sin, the unforgivable sin to disrespect somebody? Since when does that just land you in purgatory for the rest of your life? Like, come on, man. No, I think your program is overrated or I think your program is trash or whatever I think about it that's going to disrespect you. Just say that shit. Yeah. Own the hell out of it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Like, just don't be fake about it. Just no, be completely no, real. own it. Own it. It's okay. It's okay. I think people would uh, would appreciate and respect honesty more I, I, than yeah, We're than talking this. about respect. We would all appreciate you not blowing smoke up our ass. Yeah. I could get down with that. We know you hate this school. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, we're it, not gonna it's tell okay. On you. It's okay we're, to hate. We're not going to take you out back and shoot you. It's all right. <laughs> it's I mean, a crazy when, sport when did anyway. That become like the unforgivable sin that we all had. I, I don't mean any disrespect. Are you going to lose your job because you disrespected them? Like I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I think he's wrong 
because I think game flow and like the way the season has gone on dictates a lot of how these teams have looked. I think Iowa fell behind early and losing a couple of games early. And so now they're having a fight like hell to prove we're still one of the powers of, of the West of the big 10, which I do think they are, by the way, Yes, I think Northwestern Wisconsin and Iowa are three teams that I think about when I think of one big tree is sucking up all the nutrients in this conference. And if we cut that big tree down, I, I, I know that's insane. Then, then other trees will grow up around it and the conference will be substantially stronger. I think those three schools can be that. And as much as I love Northwestern, Iowa and Wisconsin have a much better shot at being that because of the academics and the public school situation. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so, so that's, I, I, I like Iowa and I think a lot of them. I also think that we would be looking at Northwestern a lot differently. Interesting. All right. Yeah. The, uh, the Fornelli stuff. Uh, yes. Game flow. Very serious. Uh, we, we had a little error for anybody that's listening. So, uh, we were kind of piecing this back together, but Chris was talking about Iowa being a power in the big 10 and how, you know, they might be better than Northwestern maybe, but they are one of those teams that, um, What's the best way to say it? Like, game flow mattered, and losing those two games early mattered for how they played the rest of the season, right? Well, yeah, I was just about to say, the outcome of the season is different based on how the season started for them. I believe that. I believe that if they finish, if they start off, with, and they're undefeated, or they're in, let's say they're in Northwestern shoes exactly, with the record, with the resume, with everything, they're doing the same thing Northwestern's doing. They're not trying to come out and kick the shit out of somebody or make statements, they're just trying to get to uh, Indiana uh, healthy. Yeah, no, I, I can get with that. I can get with that. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's do our Power 5 recap right quick. Uh, or not Power 5. Let's just re- let's do our whole recap. The, the rapid fire, that's what it's called. There we go. All right, the SEC. We'll start with them. Alabama 52, Arkansas 3. Uh, it, it was at least impressive to come out the week before the SEC championship game when you didn't necessarily have to play whatever and – be able to absolutely dominate a team that just put up 48 points the week before. And, you know, the offense had been rolling. Like, they they had looked really, really good. This was a pretty good Arkansas team. Devontae Smith's punt return. Did you see that thing? Uh, Yeah, and also I would like for people to remember um, Waddle got hurt on this exact same play when people say, in a meaningless game that does not matter, why is our number one offensive weapon returning punts? Yep. This is is Nick Saban. His was a kickoff. Like, but, but it, 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 it doesn't thing. matter, Gary. Agreed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but Waddles, it's the same damn no, thing. Waddles was on the first play of the game, though. It didn't. Who it cares? Didn't so, but yes, it was a meaningless play and whatnot. But yes, it's a this, meaningless play in a meaningless game, and you're risking your number one offensive weapon. Yes. This is the arrogance of Saban. This is uh. It, it also could be the greatness of Saban, but this is the arrogance of Saban in a game in which you're beating the shit out of somebody. Let, let's let's continue to to put our best players at risk. Well, at at that point, the game was three to three. That that play made it ten to three. And I I, I know I know what oh, you're saying, sweet but mother of God, <laughs> you get what I'm saying though. Is no, that we've it, already talked about this game too long. I'm done. <laughs> Georgia forty nine to fourteen over Missouri. J T Daniels comes out through his almost three hundred yards and three touchdowns, and we were just uh, dead wrong on this. Uh, I hate Georgia. I I, I just. Georgia has not looked like this all season long. And then they show up in the second half of this game and and absolutely 
beat the mess. I mean, they beat them with a bag of hammers in this game. It was stupid. Stupid. Tennessee 42, Vanderbilt 17. Uh, props to Sarah Fuller for becoming the first female to score a point in a game. Uh, found it a little strange that they had a different field goal kicker than than they used for their extra points. Like, they used Sarah Fuller for the extra points, but they had another kicker that came out and kicked uh, kicked other field goals. It was just a weird dynamic that they got going on on there. Uh, but I'm glad she did it. I don't it. understand that. I wish they would have let her try to kick the field goal. Yeah. What, what I'm trying to figure out is, like, if you – why why do you need her? Like, I, 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 that's not to, to have any disrespect. Like, it, uh, we just had a whole respect conversation. But, like, I – this is not disrespectful to Sarah Fuller. I just no. don't get why. Let her try the field goal. Let yeah. her kick the field goal. Let her try the field goal. Or, or, but here's the other part is like, why, why do you have her? Like, she was an emergency option. And, and now your kicker's back. And well, I don't understand the point. I'm o- I'm okay with having her. I'm okay. Yeah, with I mean, I, I got no problem. I mean, listen, they got the like, roster space because the, you know, yeah, they so got many nobody. kids have opted out and quit and whatever else. So, so it's not it's not a that's not an issue. I don't care. My issue is let her try the kick. Let's let's not handcuff her and let's say, oh well, you know, she's a girl, so we'll let her do this one thing, but we won't let her actually try to do anything hard or difficult heaven forbid we give her something that she might not do great so she goes out there and she misses it who gives a shit it's still impressive and it's still amazing and and let's let her try it let's let her compete man she's a competitor i would like to see her be able to compete and if we do everything we do if we succeed at everything then then we haven't really competed at anything okay agreed let's let her try the damn field goal i know she's got the leg i know she can make it now, will she make it? I don't know. But let's put her out there and let her rip, man. Yeah, because this game did not matter. No. Like, it didn't no, matter at all. This season doesn't matter. But if she hits that 39-yarder, holy shit. We yeah. are all the people that are talking trash about this being a, 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 a stunt and all this other stuff have to eat shit. Yeah, I, it, and, and I'm not if saying. If she stiffs that 39-yarder, everybody has to shut up. Yeah, at that point, for sure. And if sure. she misses it, who cares? We let her do something that not a lot of people in the world can do. I just, I I, I thought it was weird. because Are Pearson, we so fragile that we're afraid to let her try something that she might not, she, not, she, might not do? She's never kicked a field goal before. She came out and kicked both extra points, and, and Pearson Cook uh, kicked both of the field goals. So, he, yes. he, he now nah, he missed one, um, but he, he hit from 39 <laughs> yards. I just didn't understand uh, having a different kicker for field goals and extra points. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen that. No, yes, you have. Yes, you have. Alabama used to do it. Nick Saban is notorious for having a long kicker and a short kicker. Yeah, So you've, okay. you've seen it. You yeah, I guess it, like at Cade Foster your te- would. Because your team does it all the time, or has, used to when you sucked at kicking. Yeah, so. but, I mean, we, we were talking about 50-yard field. Like, Cade, Cade Foster used to kick 50-yard field goals in and. But it, he didn't kick extra. Points yeah, but if you had a if you had a that's right if you had a thirty nine yard field goal, Cade Foster would probably attempt that, and the short guy would probably attempt the extra points. Well, no, it, well, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. I watched okay. it happen, Gary. I've seen it happen in my life within like the last six years. So yeah, no, I'm no, no. Sure I, it I, happened. I know what you're talking about. I mean, that was that was the kick six year. I, mean, I don't have a problem with that, by the way. I don't. Th- what I have a problem with if you're going to let her on. To be a kicker, let her try it. 
Let yeah. her let her do the damn job, okay? Yeah, let, let her, her do let her try it. the field goals. And, like, if, I'd be and, all right if she, and if she succeeds, great. If she doesn't, it doesn't mean that she is a failure. It doesn't mean that this was all worthless and we should have never done it. But I think it's pandering to her and to women to not let her try it. To only let her do something that you know she can do is 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 I don't think a good thing. I actually don't, by the way. I, I think we should let her try it. No, I'm I'm okay with that. And this is not to say that I did not want her out there or anything like that. Obviously no, I do. I I've got that. a daughter. Like I, I want I want good hey, things. We gotta stop we gotta we gotta we gotta stop with the pleasantry. We gotta stop with it. Listen, my brother does not have any children at all. It's okay for him to want positive things for women. Yes. All right. Yes. You don't have to have like we all have a mom. We all have, you know, somebody even if we don't, even if you were raised by two dads <laughs> and and the woman that 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 birthed you beat the shit out of you and put cigarettes out on you. It's okay for you to still like positive things for women. Yes. Right? I think uh, a progress you is a good a thing. Having a daughter or not having a daughter doesn't change anything. No, it shouldn't. No, you're you're shouldn't right. Change anything. You are correct about that. So yeah, I just it, it was it was weird to me, but uh, but the way that you talk about it, it makes a little more sense. It makes a little more sense yeah. that way. That doesn't bother me. The bothering me is, you know, unless they've seen in practice she she struggles making forty yarders, then then okay, I'm okay with that because I'm not in practice. I don't see it. I just wish we could have seen her try it. But once again, I'm not the coach. I'm not in practice. If you practice something and you know she's great from short, she's not good from long, then 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 you know what? I'm wrong and she keep keep doing what she's doing. And if they line up for a twenty four yarder, she was probably going to get it. They just didn't get a chance to. Yeah, the the one that Pearson Cook missed, so he hit from thirty nine yards, he missed yeah. from fifty four. So. Yeah, I was just about to say, we we don't know would she have gotten a chance. That's you know what, that's shame on me because we don't know if she would have gotten a chance or not from from twenty five. Like we don't know that because yeah. they didn't get in that situation. Yep, you are uh, you are correct about that. All right. Uh, oh, by the, the the other big thing on this was Harrison Bailey looked phenomenal. Uh, Fourteen out he, of eighteen, two hundred plus yards. You know, golly, two so I kind of is this beer goggles, Gary. Did he look good because we've been watching Gorantano for so long? I mean, is this one of those he he looks like a seven because because you know we're about we've been looking at twos in. and threes. Uh, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> like like, that. like is that why I'm trying to figure this out? Okay, yeah, so part of it is because he played against Vanderbilt. The other part of it is uh, I think it had you gone with him earlier, I think he he could possibly be a better quarterback. Like I just yeah. I believe that you might be right. you might be right you might be right. I just feel like. If the kid was any better than Gorantano, they would have seen it in practice. Now, I put a lot of stock in coaches knowing these teams better than they seem to know them sometimes based on practice. You know how much it pisses me off that, you know, we're nine games into a season and nobody knows who the backup is. Like, wait a minute. Well, agreed, but we, we went through this with uh, with Alabama, right? Like, uh, Alabama yes. uh, did the, the Jalen Hurts and Tua thing, and, you know, the team, you could, you could read. Everybody the, on the team knew that Tua, Tua was better. Was better. Yeah, two was better. That's right, and you're 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 intentionally playing the guy not as good. And but at that point, like Jalen had not really done anything to lose the job. I mean, obviously they were still winning. Is but, it a meritocracy? Is it a meritocracy or is it? Uh, it it should be. It's supposed okay. to be. But just, a lot of a checking. lot of coaches. I'm just checking because a lot of people are out there screaming. You know, oh, it's a meritocracy right now, and well, football a, should be that. But a lot it's not of always. a lot of coaches still look at seniority. 
over that. They would prefer to have the guy that's been there longer out there because they feel like they can trust him more. And Harrison Bailey's a true freshman, but, man, like it, it, I, I would have gone to him trust, way earlier. If you use the word trust in Gorantano, you should be shot. I mean, you should be committed. Well, really. they, they, that, that's what Pruitt said was Gorantano gave them the best chance to win. And he's, that's just absurd. He's insane. Yeah. It, then, it makes then we no should sense. have him committed. He should not just be fired, but but he should he should not be able to make life decisions for himself. Like he is he is a threat to his family because <laughs> only an insane person would say that. You might be right. Uh, only Aub- a, only an insane person could say that. Yeah, I I agree with you. I agree. Uh, Auburn beats Mississippi State twenty four to ten. They scored fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Mississippi State finally got a touchdown late. Um, Bo Nix. Same old, same old. 15 out of 32 passing, 125 yards. That's an average of 3.9 yards per pass. Uh, had one touchdown. That was impressive, I guess. Uh, he did have one rushing touchdown. And Tank Bigsby was the dude in this game. Yeah, 20, he, they couldn't stop him. Yeah, 26 carries, 192 yards. He averaged 7.4 yards per carry. His long was 34, so it's not like this was a 90-yarder that, you know, that ended up skewing the stats. He consistently was able to get yardage on this defense. Mississippi yes. State, uh, Will Rogers, 30 out of 51, 221 yards, one touchdown, and two uh, disastrous interceptions. Ah, um, could not run the football, 16 carries, 19 yards. You know, not not great, not great. And, you know, Auburn, now we sit and watch and wait, and was this enough for Gus to keep his job? And who knows? And we'll probably just be doing the same song and dance next year, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they keep uh, Gus or not. I have no no idea about this. I know Gus was excited to win this game. Oh, he <laughs> and, certainly was. Uh, I mean, and, they, uh, they were throwing down at the end of this thing. I was just about to say, I ain't seen Gus move like that in a long time. The dancing video um, in the locker room was insane. <laughs> I liked it. I did. I'll tell you this. I did like it. You know what that tells me? That tells me these players like Gus. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, I, I agree so with I don't, that. I, I, the media, the boosters, everybody else likes to shit on Gus. These players love that man. Okay. That speaks a little bit to him. That speaks to his character. That speaks to him as a person. I always tell you, don't tell me about your leadership qualities. Don't tell me about your leadership abilities. I just want to look behind you. I'll tell if you're a good leader or not by seeing is anybody following you. And these these kids are following him and they're fighting for him. So so that that spoke to me a little bit. I appreciated that. I, I can get down with that. I, can get I down think with this it. game is a we saw Mississippi State two weeks straight. With no talent at all, fight like hell against two teams that we think are pretty damn good. We think are better than Auburn. I I think this is just one of those things where the magic is is, is over. Like this oh, is yeah. why you have to play all the games because adrenaline can take you so far, but at some point in time, you know, they they put everything they had on the field for for several weeks, and there yes. was just nothing left of the tank. There was just there was just nothing left. At some point in time, the team that's better than you is better. And here's the thing: in both of those games where they put everything on the line, the other team that was better than them still won the game. Like they just walked away with two moral victories, and you ran out of gas enough to where you couldn't even get a moral victory. This is you just had nothing left. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, let's move to the Big Ten. Rutgers 27, Maryland 24, and this was a pretty exciting game. Um, I, I, I love I love this Rutgers football team. They're you know so that. exciting to watch. It, like, it, this is their third overtime game this year, and they've only played eight games. Like, what? <laughs> it's insane. It's uh, amazing. They are, they are a lot of fun. They fight hard. Uh, you know, yardage-wise, they, they kind of got dominated in this, in this game. 
Um, they're gonna. That's gonna be almost every game they play. By the way. Yeah, but they found ways to to score and to win these games, and it yes, was, sir. yeah, it, it was fun. It was fun. They don't win. They don't win pretty, and they're not gonna beat you with more talent because they don't have it. No, they definitely don't. They played two quarterbacks. Maryland played two quarterbacks. Uh, Talia Tongavaloa was out for this game, along with uh, several Maryland uh, offensive linemen and several defensive players, et cetera. It, this was, you know, it, it, we we expected an interesting game, and we got it. We got, we got it. one. That's right. Uh, Penn State comes back and wins 39-24, to kind of in dominating fashion. They were down 21-10 oh. to at the half, and was, then they just blow it open in the uh, in the second half. I was, I was hoping for 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 them to hang on but Michigan State just ran out of they ran, ran out, out of fairy dust. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Uh Minnesota 24 to 17 over Nebraska. Minnesota was missing 33 players in this game. Jesus Christ. 33 due to contract tracing and positive tests and all that kind of stuff. And they still played the game and they still go down to uh to Lincoln and get the W. Minnesota 3 and 3 to finish the season. Nebraska ends up 2 and 5. Um and then of course the, the tweet afterwards. Like I I don't know if it's petty or what, but the tweets thanking Nebraska after you beat them, like, hey, Nebraska, good game. Thanks for bringing back the Big Ten, or thanks for bringing back Big Ten football. Like, I think you could probably go without that because, seriously, they did fight like hell to bring the sport back, and and I feel like that's kind of being petty, and I don't like it anymore. No, 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 no. Okay. Illinois has the right to do this. Okay, Illinois has been the doormat of this conference for a long time. They 100% have the right to make fun of Nebraska, who is a big boy blue blood compared to them. All right? They get to mock them. Minnesota won the West last year. You, you're supposed to be better than this. You don't get to mock them. Even with 33 players out, you don't get I to don't do don't care that. about the scenario. I don't care about the situation. You're, you're supposed to be used to winning. Yes. Okay. Little guys that aren't, aren't aren't used to winning, you know why they say act like you've been there before? But Illinois ain't been there before, okay? So they get to act like this, and when they do, we find it endearing and funny and, 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 and all these positive things. When you do it, you just look like, A, you stole somebody else's gag. Don't do that shit. That's not cool. Like, stealing jokes is 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 not okay. Um, and, and then also be like, you just kind of look pathetic and sad. Yes. I agree with that. I agree. Uh, just, just absolutely ridiculous. Um, we'll close off with, uh, with this last one, Northwestern 28 to 10 over Illinois. Uh, this was not even a game. I mean, it it just wasn't even a game. It was really boring, really blah. Peyton Ramsey was seven out of 12 for 82 yards and one touchdown, uh, Northwestern had 411 yards rushing on 58 carries. That's 7.1 per carry with three touchdowns. That's pretty good. That's yep. pretty good. I, that's the only way that I know how to say it. I, hey, what what has happened to Isaiah Bowser? Like, five carries, 17 yards in this, but Evan Hull had uh, 11.5 yards a carry. He had 13 carries for 149 yards. Cam Porter had 24 carries for 142 yards. Um, Peyton Ramsey ran the ball nine times for 47 yards. Like, what what happened to Isaiah? Isaiah Bowser a couple of years ago was the dude, and so you, go ahead. I got I have an answer for this. Okay, I, you can't you can't run the football anymore in any conference on any level if you don't have speed. 
and Bowser might be the slowest running back in all of football. We saw him. Uh, so we we went to Northwestern Ohio State last year, and yes, Bowser was was okay. Uh, but he had multiple opportunities where there were holes and huge, and he couldn't get ungodly there. sized holes that he would hit and get three yards from after hitting them. And anybody else, any running back in the world, would have turned those into house calls, literal house calls against Ohio State. And and those changed the game as big of the offensive line holes as they were making last year against Ohio State. And and Bowser hits the hole. He knows how to find the hole. He definitely runs behind blockers. He is strong. He's powerful. He's usually going to get that extra inch, inch and a half that, that you know, that you need to, to fight for a first down and stuff. You want guys like that running the football sometimes. He is. I mean, the lack of speed is, is not even funny. It's I mean, glaring. he's just got to be, he has to be the slowest running back out of all 130 college football teams. I, yeah, I think, I think you might be right about that. I think you might be right. All right let's he just has on. no speed. That's it, why. No, I, okay, I can I can catch that. And everybody that. now has speed. Everybody yes. has somebody who's fast enough to, to to hit you in the foot and trip you. Yep, I'm I'm with you. Uh, the Big Twelve, Oklahoma State, forty-two to three over Baylor. We said this was going to be a bad game. We didn't know it would be like this, but uh, whoo, forty-two three is a thrashing. Um, you know, and I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I, I think the game just got away from Baylor quickly. That's right. And I was about to say, once Baylor gets down by two touchdowns, it, it doesn't matter if it's 52-3 to three or if it's 14-3. to three. Like, it, it's, it's really the same thing. Like they, they're, the, they're the same lead. Yes. Uh, and then TCU 52-10 to 10 over Louisiana Tech. Uh, rumors about uh, Skip Holtz going to Vanderbilt. Um, I wouldn't hate that higher. You know how I like Skip. Yeah. No, it, it, I, do, it, I do like Skip. So. Skip having a winning season this year is, is pretty impressive. Uh, considering yes, that they had they had one of the least experienced rosters in all of college football and had two new coordinators like all this kind of stuff and yeah he he yep. still he still got five wins out of this deal so I I completely agree with that I I thought they overperformed on the season and and that's not a great season but outperformed what I thought they were going to be able to do with the experience they were bringing back and the coaching situation. The Pac-12, we'll move into that. Arizona State just demolished Arizona. Like, took them behind the woodshed and beat them with a bag of hammers. 70-7, uh, to and it gets Kevin Sumlin fired. Like, Paul Rhodes is now the interim coach, um, <laughs> which there, there's no season left, and I doubt that they're going to go to a bowl game. Um, oh, no, I bet they go to a bowl game. I bet every Power 5 team gets offered a bowl bid. I, there's not enough games. Yes, there are, because not everybody's going to say yes, Gary. Ah, okay. I mean, you might be right. I don't know. I don't know. The I, think, I think everybody, I, I'm going to tell you, enough people don't want to go and are not going to go that every Power 5 team gets an invite. That's crazy. That is crazy. I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I disagree, that. but but that's you, you might be right. You might be right, but I disagree. I just think enough people are going to say no. Um, Utah 38 to 21 over Colorado. Look, hey, Utah's running back, Ty Jordan. 17 carries, 147 yards, two touchdowns. They, uh, this was a close game for a while, and yes. then they they took it to them. They took it to them. So uh, the Colorado Dream ends right there in Boulder. Uh, this was a fun game to watch. Snow game, fun. Yep, fun game to watch. Snow game. It was good. Utah still not as great as you know. They're, yeah, it's people, not. A, this people, is not a great team by any people stretch. think they are. They're going to get a lot of credit from this game. It, it, you know, I may, maybe I'm just. 
pandering to Colorado because what they did this year, I thought was, I thought was really impressive. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was a special I, season for them, and you know it sucks to go out this way, but uh, you know a four and one on the year like that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's right. That's right. Um, and they will get a bowl bid. Oh yes, and I, and I kind of hope that they go to whatever game they go to because I want to watch them play football again. I like this team. Stanford beats Oregon State twenty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, Oregon State just had a bad run of it. Oh, um, they, oh, they, they played. I almost pulled off this money line. I yeah, almost pulled off this money line. Oregon State led for a lot of this game. Oh yes, they did. Yes, they did. And Stanford comes back late, gets the W. Uh, they they turn a bad season into uh, you know an okay one. Not hey, not bad. I'm gonna tell you this. I I think they're in the running for most unexpectedly good team. That that you know, like obviously we didn't see Coastal being what they are, but. Like I don't know that there was a world where I saw Oregon State being close to this. Uh, no, we didn't see Oregon State being close to this. Uh, we we didn't like, see Stanford like, being close to this. Like like especially- Rutgers and Oregon State are two teams that I feel like, you know what? You're usually the doormats of your conferences, and this year, you were two of the most exciting teams in your conferences to play. I watched a lot of Rutgers football this year and Oregon State football this year. Yeah, a lot of it. Jonathan Smith is a good coach. I mean, he's, he's yes, a good coach. He is. So yeah, they they were pretty impressive. Uh, Cal Washington State was called off two hours before the oh, game. Uh, due I to, needed this game. I needed this game. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. I feel like I would have won this. I feel like I'd have won a three and six. Well, yeah, especially when we found out that Cal was missing so many players. Like, <laughs> but then they they ended up having more players out, uh, oh. and they couldn't get to the scholarship limit. So, um, Washington cancels their game against Oregon. And that gets them into the championship game, which we have both said is just a complete and total farce. It's a joke. Uh, the Pac-12 put them in at three and one. Oregon was three and two. Had Oregon won the game, they would be going. Um, you know, it is what it is. So uh, the Pac-12 doing Pac-12 things. The ACC. Let's move into that. Uh, Thursday night, Pitt thirty-four, Georgia Tech twenty. And uh, you you were correct on this one. And the handshake they they ended up saying was was nothing too bad. But the handshake afterwards is is the biggest story of the game, uh, because Jeff Collins, like, does the no look handshake, and it, it's a very quick like just touch skin, and then you know immediately run off. And Narduzzi looked like he was pretty irritated about it. And they oh came yeah, out Narduzzi afterwards. like grabbed his hand, like no no no, you're gonna you're gonna give me a proper handshake. I you know I didn't yeah. do anything wrong to you. Oh yeah, no he he definitely like, I didn't, didn't run it up on you. I didn't I didn't you know showboat on you nothing. Nope. You are correct, but it, but Collins like it wasn't about that. It was about the officiating in the ball game. So I, I get look. I get it. Still, I get it. I like, talk about this all the time. I give the kids a pass. I give quarterbacks a pass, and they don't want to go shake hands all the time. Like I, I, I get it. You're you just lost a really competitive game, and you're pissed off. You're you're not at your best moment. That's not where you really want to go. Kissy face to another coach and say congratulations. You just want to say fuck you and go go to the shower. Yep, you're right about that. Uh, Virginia Tech beats Virginia thirty-three to fifteen, and this was uh, this is pretty much a whipping. I mean, it, it like Virginia Tech actually showed up for this game. And you, you think this saved uh, Fuente? Uh, I think it it cools the the burners a little bit. Like I I, I think it cools it down, and and because they had lost like four in a row, you know. I really, really, really want him back in Memphis. Talked to a couple of Memphis guys last night. They all said they didn't think there was any world in which Memphis would fire Silverfield after one season. Well, no, I mean, he's 7-3. I said, yeah, but I don't give a shit about that. He's bad, okay? Agreed. He's bad. So what do I say, Gary? What's If you got a losing hand, you fold life? it. Yeah, if you got a losing hand, you fold it. As soon as you know you got a losing hand, you fold it. And and so maybe I need maybe I need Vod Tech to hang on to Justin 
one more year because I really want him back in Memphis. I really want him back in Memphis. <laughs> I, mean, um, I, I li- he's the one that started this whole thing in Memphis. We were okay. a dog shit football team here locally. It meant nothing, nothing. And he's the one that started it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Louisville beats up on Wake Forest 45-21. I could not have been more wrong about this one. Uh, I don't know how this happened. Um, it, it looked like Louisville, I, I said beforehand that Louisville obviously had more talent, but that yep. Wake Forest was the better coach team. They had a better offense. They, you know, they, they actually show up. And what happened here is the talent showed up, and Louisville didn't make a whole lot of mistakes. They capitalized yep. on Wake Forest mistakes, and they just beat them like a drum. Um, they, go ahead. It's it's really tough right now to try to figure out when teams are inconsistent. Excuse me, if a team's going to show up and play sloppy or not. Like betting against teams that you know are better than the opponent, it's a scary thing to do, and it's basically just a coin flip. I mean, we we saw that Vatek and Louisville, who were the more talented teams, showed up and didn't make the mistakes that we've seen them make a million times, and so they not only win but they also cover. And then you see Florida who has made a lot of mistakes and has been inconsistent but still has won a lot of football games and is really good, show up, play sloppy, make the mistakes, and get beat. Yeah. Like, like it's it sums up the season pretty well that so many teams are so much better than the other team, but, you know, how they show up and how they play matters so much more than just the talent on the roster. No, and you're just you're just guessing – Oh yeah, that's that's what a lot of this is. It's it, it's guessing. It's just trying to figure out what version of that team is going to show up each week. Correct. Florida State beats up on Duke fifty six thirty five, and whew, Duke was bad this year. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you don't want to see it because he's been so great for the sport, but I, I think I think that's the last of Cutcliffe, and it, and he has had an unbelievable career, and I don't think this is how he'll be remembered. You know, I, I don't be think how so. he finishes it. I don't think this is how he'll be remembered. You think Cutcliffe comes back next year? I think he wants to, um, and I, I don't Do think really? Duke. I don't you think he wants. I don't think Duke's going to fire him. So let's say that. I think if he leaves, he leaves because he doesn't want to do this anymore. He has done what he can do for the sport, and he is that might, time to go to the lake and hang it out. It, it that that would be the only way this goes down. I don't think Duke fires him. No, nope. I think Do that he, if he decides after, because I think he's going to take a, a week or so to figure this out. Um, oh, he should take. Don't don't make make knee jerk reactions to your career. Yes, yes. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, who knows? Who knows? He's he's the same age as Nick Saban. So, but know. it's not about age, though. You know, no, no, I no, mean, it's, it's, if he was on the same trajectory as Nick, I would never be saying this. But do you think he wants to keep doing this at Duke? Maybe not. Like because and, and it, it's not like if he was doing it at Ole Miss, like it would be any different. Like getting your shit kicked in every week is just not fun. I think uh, I I think that Duke was able to have success when the ACC was significantly down, and I think that yes. the ACC is is kind of on the come up a little bit. So so I I think I think they have a lot of teams in the middle tier, and yes. Duke used to be one of the few only teams in the middle tier. Now they have moved to the bottom tier. Yes, they have. Uh, let's move into our, our G5 roundup right quick. Uh, the AAC, there was only one game. Uh, well, Navy got whipped by Army, obviously. But uh, Memphis 30, Houston 27. And this was a 27-6 to game in favor of Memphis in the fourth quarter. And they let it get away from them. Houston came down and scored 21 points in the fourth and made it a ball game. And 
you know, that's that's kind of what we talk about with Silverfield. You know, yeah, it of, is cor- it of is. course they did. Of course, Memphis almost gave this game away. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Because um, what they do. The Sun Belt only had one game, uh, App State 34, Georgia Southern 26. That was one of the few that I actually covered. Um, you know, pretty good, pretty fun ball game. I had this on one of my screens. Say, yeah, it this, was was, this was actually a really good ball game. Um, the other news out of the Sun Belt is Arkansas State. Now, we I don't know that we talked about this because I think it happened after our um, after our Thursday look ahead. Yeah, um, I didn't know this happened. So, so Utah State in the Mountain West hired Blake Anderson, Arkansas State's coach, and I was kind of surprised by that. Uh, Arkansas State has not been good this year. I think Blake decided, okay, it, I've been in Jonesboro for eight seasons. Like, I, I'm not going to get called for one of these P5 jobs, and I'm especially not going to get called after this season. So I'm going to move over to the West Coast and then see if I can do well at Utah State, who has had success before, and maybe I can turn that into like a Pac-12 job. Uh, his offenses, Blake Anderson's, have always been good. And then Arkansas State turns around and they hire Butch Jones, which – by the way, this month was the last month that Tennessee is paying Butch Jones. So he got all of his money from Tennessee before he went and took another job. And I find that to be a level of petty that I one day aspire to be. Uh, no, this has nothing to do with Butch Jones. Butch Jones didn't have a job for a long time because Butch Jones was not qualified to be a football coach. He's 84 and 54 overall as a head coach at Central Michigan, shit, Cincinnati, Gary. and Tennessee. Thanks. Thanks for that recap. I appreciate that. <laughs> he took saying. over a mo- he took over a monster at Cincinnati. Uh, he definitely did that. He he followed okay. uh, Brian Kelly at every uh, every location. Yes, Central Michigan. Say, yeah, this literally this is a guy that has done nothing but ride Brian Kelly's jock. Well, now he gets to ride uh, Blake Anderson. So, um, well, he'll he'll be a huge embarrassing failure. Congratulations! There are so I many good, hot young coaches out there. Why on earth anybody would take a chance with a retread like him? I don't know. I don't think this is an awful hire. I think Arkansas oh, State yeah, did yeah. okay here. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. This is this is more. I more laugh Nick at Butch Saban a lot. Can save anybody? I, Bullshit. I laugh at at Butch Jones a lot, but I'm telling you, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's terrible. Uh, what he yes, did at Tennessee was was pretty awful, but I mean, you what he did I, everywhere I think, else was just ride somebody. He took credit for somebody else's work. Well, I mean, we'll see at Arkansas State. Like he doesn't get to follow Brian Kelly this time. You know, Arkansas yeah, State's it, a three it, and seven football okay. team. I'll take the under. I don't, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what the over under or their wins are going to be. I'll take the under. That's, I, I I tend to think he's going to be all right. Mental note: right. they won't be good next year. Okay. Okay. I mean, we'll we'll figure it out once we get there. But uh, but I I don't think it is as bad as you do. And that's, I think that's all right for us to disagree here. And, and, and I, and I mean that with as much disrespect as I can possibly muster. <laughs> okay. I would like that, that, uh, I would like that on record. That's a, well, we, that we've got it recorded. Disrespect we are possible. still recording. We don't have a, uh, we don't have any glitches or anything right good. now. There so we yeah, we're, everybody we're heard that clearly. You are, you mean all the disrespect in the world. Not all me. the disrespect I that I can muster against Butch Jones. I think that guy is a product of. He, he he never was at a school four years to where the entire team was his recruiting class. Not once out of any of those successful times. That's a valid point. Valid point. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, Brian Kelly built all those teams. Moving into the MAC, we had four games in the MAC on Saturday. Ball State beats Western Michigan thirty to twenty-seven. And did you see the end of this game? The the final <laughs> where they're throwing the laterals and they thought they had the guy down, but he wasn't actually down. They but never blew the down. whistle, yeah. and the the whole team ran on the field, and they end up scoring a touchdown on it. But there was a call that brought the play back. Uh, it was just yeah, it Th- was this, absurd. It's wild. It's wild. This, this is, is college what, football for you. Hey, this is this is MAC. Not- yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is this is some semblance of the band is on the field, you know, a little bit of just so much chaos, you don't really know what's happening. Oh, yeah. With this win, Ball State gets to go and face Buffalo in the MAC championship game. Congratulations. Yep. And Western Michigan would have gotten it, so this was for uh, that division, and it, yeah. it ended up being a pretty good ball game. Buffalo 56-7 to over Akron. We knew that was going to be a bloodbath, and it absolutely turned out to be one. Um, so we had a lot of people asking about this over-under because they didn't think that Akron would be able to score, and uh, Akron was not able to score, and it did not matter. Nope. Uh, Buffalo, and I told uh, on the show, on the SBR show, yeah, I said, you said, take, you said Buffalo will cover the, the over by themselves. Well, I said Buffalo team total over um, because yeah. I, I did not know if Akron would be able to score, uh, but I said take the over 46 for Buffalo's team total, and they end up scoring 56. So that makes they, sense. Yeah, but they scored the they, – they busted the team total. They busted the, the over. They busted it all by themselves. Toledo comes back and beats Central Michigan 24-23. to uh, Jim McElwain, of course, goes out, uh, you know, losing three games this season. Bless you. Excuse me. Uh, Eastern Michigan that. beats Northern Illinois 41-33, to and that ended up being all right. Northern Illinois went 0-6 this year. Uh, even more proof, not that I needed any, to show that I am not a fan of their coaching hire from last season. Um, you know, it, with, without Rod Carey there, uh, that, that team is going to continue to be bad. Uh, how how long do you think they, they, they ride that? I ask this because I do think there are just so many great young coaches in college football right now. And, and you're talking coordinators, you're talking head coaches at small schools. Um, you know, at some point in time, you know, this is so there are two schools that have done this, right? Uh, that, that hired a coach because they were tired of their coach being taken away by the big boys. They yes. wanted somebody that was going to stick around. They wanted some continuity, whatever. So they hire in somebody that is not qualified for the job. Houston did it with Major Applewhite, and they yep. signed him to a ridiculous contract that he couldn't leave from, but instead they fire him after two seasons. Northern Illinois did the same thing. They had three straight coaches that were plucked after like three or four years to go to bigger programs, and they hire in Thomas Hammock, who has never been anything but really a running backs coach in the NFL and in the Big Ten, he was a running backs coach for Wisconsin, for the Ravens, for, you know, whatever. He's never done anything other than that, but he was a former Northern Illinois player, and he was not qualified for this job. Like, I, I wish that he had success, but he wasn't prepared for it. Like, he came from the NFL to Northern Illinois. It's a completely different world. Like, I, I, I just, it, it was a bad hire, and, you know, you, you lie in the bed that you make. Like, congrats, you got a guy that's going to stay there. But, I was just about to say, uh, Houston immediately regretted that decision after two years. Say, okay, we're we're fine if our coach gets plucked. We would rather get back to winning. Well, and and, and then they said, you know what? Instead of doing that, how about we just pay like a, a P five program? Like, let's pay a P five team's coach more than he makes at his job. Because Dana Holgerson makes four million dollars a year at Houston. He well, was only making two point eight at, at West Virginia. 
Yeah, the problem is, is is Northern Illinois doesn't have that luxury. And also, you have to take a coach that you think is good enough to be there and win, but also not good enough to win a national championship anywhere else because you won't take that step down if you think it's going to keep you from, like, all-time glory and fame, right? Correct. Correct. So, yeah, that, that whole thing just that. Or um, you take a Fuente that's been there and then says, I'm happy with with being that. Like I, 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 I tried to reach for the sun and the stars and the moon and I failed. And so I'll just come back down here and, and do this and he'll never leave you. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Um, so San Jose state, uh, they get a win. Oh, we're moving to, uh, to the mountain West now, uh, San Jose state 30 to 20 over Nevada. And, uh, that was, uh, that was an interesting ball game on Friday night. They end up winning their division in the mountain West conference. They are playing against Boise this week. And they are 6-0, man. And for San Jose State to be 6-0 is just something that you don't see all the time. This is a fantastic season for them. Brett Brennan, uh, he he will be looked at for other jobs. And even if it's next season, if they go like 5-7 and seven next year, he will still be looked at because he brought this program back from the absolute dregs of the sport and yes. has made them look competent and, and good. This is a good football team. And uh, and I was I was happy to see them do it. I was too. I was too. I was rooting for them. I was cheering for them, and I wanted to see them. And and yeah. Um, hey man, they got a shot against Boise. Oh yes, this, this Boise team. We're gonna get there. You want to get there right now? Let's do it. Seventeen because, to nine over Wyoming. Like it, these bastards are pissing me off. <laughs> have they covered a game? Yeah. Uh, are yeah. you sure? Yeah, they, are they sure have. Are you sure yeah. you're just saying yeah because no, no, no. you think surely they've covered a game? No, I know that they covered against Colorado State. I think it, I think it's about half and half because some of their like their games are always weighted. You oh, know, I don't think it's half and half. I, I I will look it up while we're talking about it. But uh, but yeah, this this was a snow game. We knew that it was going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, hang on, San Diego State leaving San Diego to come play in the snow should not should should not benefit San Diego. Well, agreed, agreed. But what I'm saying is, like, Boise State, like, they are used to the snow. Um, but th- this was... Well, they didn't look like it. What? <laughs> I mean, they won the game. I don't give a shit. That's a, this game was close. so mad This game this. was real, real close. Oh, it certainly was, but I don't... San Diego State dominated the trenches. Uh, well, they you're, you're talking about Wyoming. Yeah. Wyoming, I'm sorry. Why, yeah, that's right. Boise Wyoming. is... Hey, Boise is 3-3 three and three against the spread. This year. They did not shit. cover against BYU. They did not I cover against Hawaii, and they did not cover against Wyoming. They covered everything else. Nah. <laughs> I think I bet. I think I. Well, I didn't know. I bet against them against BYU. The other two, I hundred percent bet on them. Oh, yeah. That's the way it goes. I feel like I've lost a lot of money on them this year. It, it had to be more than two games. I don't believe that. I wonder if that's closing lines they covered, but no, I got no, bad, they, bad line value. No, no, no. They they handled those teams. Like it, they okay. absolutely handled them. Um, All right. So they they beat up on Utah State. They beat up on Air Force. Um, yeah. Oh, I definitely made money on that Air Force game. Okay. No, yeah. I'm just bitching a bitch because I lost last night. <laughs> hey, uh, San Diego State, you brought up. Uh, they lose 28 to 14 to BYU. They were able to kind of make this game ugly. And, and that's they, the team. Yeah. They should not have been able to compete in this game. They. That's what I'm talking about. They pushed BYU around in the trenches. Oh yes, they did. Oh, yes, they did. Um, and, and, you know, Zach Wilson still came out pretty impressive, 26 out of 35, 303 yards, three touchdowns. They looked all right. Um, 
Let's see, what else did we miss? Uh, oh, Hawaii 38-21 to over UNLV. That was uh, fully expected. I was and, about to say, that doesn't surprise me. And then New Mexico ended up getting a win over Fresno State. I was I shocked, shocked by me. This. Yeah, they, they scored that, 21 points in the fourth quarter to come back and win this ballgame. Um, 49-39 was the final. And New Mexico had some life under Danny Gonzalez, man. Like I it, know, I know. That I, I can't, that doesn't, my brain isn't processing that. Well, but yeah, I guess they do. I mean, it's 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 nuts. It is absolutely nuts. So, um, I like Fresno State. I think I like Fresno State better than I should. That's that's on me, and I don't know why either. No, like, no, they they so they hired in Kalen DeBoer, who was the Indiana offensive coordinator, who kind of turned that offense around last yeah. year. Yeah, and and he was the offensive coordinator under Jeff Tedford when they were winning ten, eleven ball games a year. So yes. you you kind of thought, but I think it's going to take just a little bit longer because they they brought in an entirely new coaching staff. They had a lot of turnover. Like it, Fresno, just you know, it, it's going to no, take a maybe, little time. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I just like I said, I I value them to be so much better than they were this year. Uh, Colorado State and Utah State was canceled, um, canceled the day before because Utah State did not like what the school president said about their interim coach, um, and it was something to do with his religion and what. It, it was just it was a horrible comment. And but I've never seen a, a football team decide to sit out a game because of. Something like this. It was very strange. Yeah, I found that I found that to be weird, and you know, it was another opportunity taken away from me that I feel like I had a win snatched from me. That yeah. my boy. It, it was crazy. Uh, it, so in the Mountain West, uh, it, each team had a chance for eight games. Uh, Hawaii went four and four, and Colorado State went one and three. Like that's <laughs> that's how crazy this is. Uh, they they didn't have makeup game dates, so they couldn't like reschedule games and. You know, is what it is. So some teams got all their games in, and some did not. Listen, this just tells you the COVID doesn't live on the island. We all need to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Well, no, wait a minute. I, uh, let me strike that. I apologize. I need to go to Hawaii. The rest of you people stay here. There you go. There you go. And then we'll close I would up. I'd be happy if I went to Hawaii and you were all there. <laughs> let's uh, let's close with CUSA uh, Conference USA Thursday night. FAU gets beat by Southern Miss forty five thirty one, and I didn't see that coming at no, all. No, I thought Southern Miss was. Done. Hung uh, it up. Called it a season. I it, so so all of this stuff actually ended up working together. North Texas on Friday night beat UTEP 45-43. Yep. And the way that this ended up working out, Saturday, UAB beats um they Rice. beat Rice 21 to 16. And let me see if I can find it right quick. Da, 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 da. All right. So the CUSA standings. Marshall is in the championship game. And yep, UAB now, because of UTSA losing last week, because of Louisiana Tech's loss last week, uh, because of Rice, because of all this different stuff, UAB at three and one gets to go to the championship game. They were third in the standings, and now they get to go to the championship game. It is That's right. pretty remarkable. Um, Never bet against Bill Clark. Just I mean, don't do it. It's not smart. That's no. not smart. Now I think I think you lost money if you bet on UAB. I don't think they covered. They didn't cover. They didn't they cover did not because cover. it was seven seven and a half or seven. Uh, yeah, at closing. it was it was, I, it was at least six and a half. So they yeah. had to win by a touchdown. Yeah, it was it was pretty nuts, pretty nuts. Um, but yeah, so UTSA was seven and four this season, but they had two losses in conference. Uh, UAB was five and three, but they only had one loss in conference. So now they get to go play for a conference title. Uh, UTSA was five and two. Uh, Louisiana Tech was four and two, and UAB was three and one. So, <laughs> so they were playing Marshall for the CUSA title. 
Are you ready for championship week? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I am too. I think I, I am so. too. And then and then it's right into the bowl games because the first bowl game is the Frisco Bowl. And as of our recording at 11 a.m., we still have no Frisco Bowl opponent for SMU. So I don't know what we're going to do, uh, but we will figure it out. I was hoping that we would be able to record our first uh, preview tonight, um, but we'll see. I don't know. All right, uh, let's go on and get out of here. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Uh, that's got everything you need to know about us, all the places you can subscribe and watch the show and everything else. Um, the podcast, this is a podcast exclusive, so we certainly appreciate you guys for listening to this. Make sure you leave us a nice five-star review, and make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Share the show out. Tell your friends about it. SBRpicks.com slash NCAAF is the website where our college football gambling content can be located. Right now, it might be better to fade us than follow us, and that's all right. That's all right. There's still value in that. Um, it, we, I, we do a show over there, Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday. I think this is the last week that we will be doing that format, but we will have a video for every bowl game before the game. Um, and it will be out hopefully days before the bowl game, so long as we can actually get the matchups. I was but, just uh, about to say, days uh, before the bowl game is what we're shooting for. Yeah, that's what we're shooting for. But we will see. We will see. We'll get those things done as soon as we can get matchups, and we will figure it out as we go. But, yeah, this is – we're winding down the season. It has been fun. I'm still glad that we got the season in. But, whew, what a what a finish to this year. My goodness. Uh, and I think we expected crazy things, right? Yeah. No, we, we, we definitely did – it's it's finishing up pretty chalky at the top. It is. Everything outside of the top has been pretty incredible. Can, can we get a Northwestern that, win over Ohio State? I would I would I mean if 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 there is a football god out there and karma is real, that's what we will get. But it'd be so much fun. Oh, so much fun. All right, we got we got a lot to get into with uh with the championship stuff. And we will uh we will start that with the opening line show on Monday. So make sure you go over to YouTube, sign up and subscribe at SBR Picks. That is uh just search for that in the YouTube search bar and you'll be able to find it very easily. Or just go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF and you can find the channel over there. Uh with that said, let's go on and get out of here. We uh we we spent a long time on this this morning and it was a lot of fun. So we'll uh we'll get out of here. Thank you for listening. Share the show out, tell your friends. And uh, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully we can cash some tickets this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.